Welcome to my basement, everybody. It is good to see you all. It's been a little while since I've been live, and I couldn't uh, think of three nicer gentlemen to join me on Vic's Basement today. Jose Sanchez and Sean Hatton, you know, from the EP family. It's good to see you guys. It's, it's always fantastic to see your faces. And Jose just uh, showed us his pregnant wife, Melissa. Yeah, He's got a baby here. coming. And how, baby how long? How long until the baby's here? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Oh, my God. Jose's a dad. It's incredible. And, <laughs> I know. Uh, Sam Miskovich from Ars Technica is here. How you doing, sir? Good to see you. You know, I'm uh, as a citizen of these United States, I am happy to be e exploring and shouting that loudly for many reasons. And we can save <laughs> that for the back end of the show. Just want to shout out, you know, I got a little USA feeling at the moment. Very big week for the United States. So uh, congratulations on some very good uh, positive changes happening. Uh, we've got a bunch of people in the chat today. It's good to see Wilden and Alpha Cat. Wilden was the first one in with a howdy. Good to see you. Alpha Cat is here. Hi there is here. Mr. Mass Produ Rathless. Rathless always has the nicest comments. You're such a cool person, buddy. Thank you. Uh, ben Gordon is here. Good to see you, Ben. Blair I saw Farrell. Sean Hatton right there. Sean Hatton is right there. Yes. All right, do you guys have the stream up? It's so Brady Bunch, isn't it? It's amazing. Uh, and Kashimoto is here. Adam Leonhardt, uh, who sent me something very nice today. Thank you, sir. Very, very cool uh, from Megadad. So uh, we've got an incredible community. If you're new to the channel, make sure you start chatting with everybody because these people are not only very good looking, but they're very nice and they're very smart and knowledgeable and passionate about this uh this hobby, lifestyle, passion, what do we call video games, guys? When, when are you going to describe me, though? I'm waiting for the, this isn't, I'm not, it's not clicking. Uh, didn't I say Sam Muscovich from Ars Technica? You were talking, all those other adjectives. I was like, what, oh. who, where, what? Oh, yes. But video games, yes. I'm down, yes. I'm down with the VGs. Yes. <laughs> Sam Iskovich, also one of the smartest gentlemen I know, and always a pleasure to have on the Thanks. podcast with me. Um, and today, I, I wanted to do something a little bit different. It's not so structured. I don't have little clips and segments and things to run, which uh, you guys were all a part of a bunch of those vids recently. And those are super fun to do, and I'll do them again. Uh, but today, I haven't really had the chance to kind of, um, mostly because there's been very little in-person, well, there's been none no in-person sort of get-togethers uh, and and sort of, um, you know, hypothesizing about what is going on with the state of Nintendo. And I thought, let's focus uh, a, a chunk of our time today, our conversation today, about the next Nintendo blank. You know, is it going to be a Nintendo Switch or is it going to be something else? Does Nintendo even need to do that? Sam, I'm going to kick it to you because I know that... Uh, You've well, probably you, been writing some articles on this already. I mean, I love talking about the Nintendo Series S or Nintendo <laughs> Series... Uh, I'm, let's go to Nintendo Series W, and then people can decide whether that's Wario or Waluigi, because we know <laughs> Nintendo fans love that kind of heat. Uh, we have all been expecting, assuming, or just uh, optimistically hoping for another Nintendo Switch revision uh, for many reasons, one of which being uh, the Nintendo Switch as a portable home hybrid has always been based on this very old Tegra X1 chip from NVIDIA. Now mm -hmm. we're talking, this was dated back when it was announced. I recall Digital Foundry, which is a Eurogamer subsidiary obsessed with these technical details, thought we might be getting a like fancier, nicer NVIDIA 
chip inside of the Switch before it was actually formally announced, and we wound up getting an older one back then. So every single process you can imagine is coming down in die size, is coming down uh, just in price, just to go for something smaller. So just logically, when we think about what it means to make a new motherboard revision or hardware revision for something like Nintendo Switch, it makes sense for Nintendo to push something forward that adds power without costing them more because if, once you're moving into new processes you're you're essentially just bulk ordering parts anyway so it makes sense for something like a nintendo switch pro nintendo switch hd nintendo, nintendo switch 4k to come along primarily because nvidia continues to partner with nintendo we don't see signs of that happening otherwise yeah and it's safe to assume it's going to be more powerful but the question is when and how and also how much has the pandemic shaken up whatever plan they might have had maybe we would have already seen one announced by oh, now yes. yeah. only be but as soon as you have one part go awry they all go awry i mean you yeah. can just as an example you take something like the valve index and there was a interview with gabe newell who head over at valve who talked about how the valve index got completely lambasted in terms of production because of one ship one ship from one facility that came out of a little uh place in china known as wuhan yeah and so they were just completely floored and flummoxed because you had they had pointed to microsoft and other vendors placing bulk orders of the remaining stock or remaining alternate warehouses so you end up not knowing exactly what nintendo's supply chain is which is spread out over a ton of countries if a, if a single one got completely rattled by a pandemic closure or any sort of other uh, warehouse issue that we haven't heard about, we don't know. So that is like the beginning of the question is, okay, they're going to make something that's smaller and more powerful, but when and what's stopping us from hearing about it today? 2020 does feel like that would have been a good time for Nintendo to release something like that because they, they had a good year, but they didn't have like a blast of new games kind of year, you know? And it felt like there could have been some kind of new something in the last quarter. And now it really does feel like there's room for one big huge surprise yeah sean you yeah. play a lot of uh switch games and i know that you're focused on um uh sometimes quirkier titles or or uh, more independent sort of minded games do in your estimation does nintendo even need to do this right now um i don't think they need to do it right now but i would like them to announce something <laughs> um you know it, it, the switch is uh, one of my favorite systems of all time yes but it's not because of how powerful it is i think it's more because it's convenient right uh, and in days when we were able to go places it was nice to have the switch on me yeah uh, it was my travel companion for a lot of road trips and and a lot of you know it was it was always there for me like i could always depend on just relaxing after a long day of shooting just sitting back and playing some switch games and it was like having a console uh i could play like older fighting games or whatever and it was like a comfort food kind of thing right um but as far as the power of the switch like i was just talking to uh to you guys before we went live like i would like a mortal Kombat that doesn't look like someone smeared vaseline on the screen like <laughs> the it obviously shows its uh, its uh, power limitations uh, in uh, in these titles that are also available on uh, on the other platforms, um, and it would be nice if it didn't have that um, that downside, right? Like no one's playing the Switch right now because it's got amazing graphics. Like they're playing it for the titles, the library, etc. 
But Mortal Kombat's an interesting point, just to say real quick, that that's one of the games that we've seen people with jailbroken first-generation Switches soup up a little bit. There's just mm -hmm. enough kind of stuff in those games that's baked in where you, you could ramp up either the frame rate or the resolution in terms of dynamic stuff. So, like, there's little seeds in place for mm. that dream of muddy-looking Mortal Kombat 11 to be less muddy with minimal <laughs> effort on the developer's part. Whether that's true or not, who knows? But, like, you could see those seeds. Like, which your three in particular scales incredibly when you overclock your switch by using uh, jailbroken tools yeah mm -hmm. and that was an incredible port as well i mean even even the base port on on base hardware it was still remarkable that they achieved that uh but there's something about the way that nintendo does all of their stuff like you never think uh, about the visuals in their games jose i mean what do you think it is with uh with the way that nintendo approaches development do they say let's target graphics that we can achieve rather than you know no, try to go I, crazy with ambition there I, I feel like nintendo especially would is gameplay that's all yeah. it's always been nintendo's thing let's focus yeah. on the gameplay we don't care how it looks i mean it was the same thing when they went from the wii to the wii u everybody was like we're getting all these super high definition consoles coming out and everything's going to that next step nintendo's like we're gonna go with this wii u yeah it's just a little bit better than the wii's graphical capabilities but the gameplay is going to be what you're in it for so that's what i think their main focus is it, just going into whatever they do with the pro switch or the switch pro or whatever the hell it's going to be yeah i think they you know i hope i would hope like in my head they're looking at okay we need it's got to be 4k on the handheld as well as the scaling up to your bigger tv and it, that's what a lot you think of people it should are be 4k on the handheld I, I think so. I mean, it's not going to happen, but I mean, like, if you look at your iPhone, my iPhone screen is, I could 4K and it's this big. Yeah. But well, the price is just so prohibitive though. Well, exactly. Also, but it, it's interesting you mention an iPhone screen being a high resolution because when we look at smartphones of the past year, the trend has not only been more pixels, but higher refresh rates. Yeah. Now you've got a, your average phone blogger is talking about 90 hertz, 120 hertz. That screen tech is moving up. And I don't see Nintendo doing either that or doing necessarily many more pixels for Portal because we think about anniversaries like the original Game Boy and we think about the reason the Game Boy exploded in ways that every other portable didn't, which was battery. Battery life really matters to Nintendo, which totally. is part of why the Switch is so downclocked in portable mode. Yeah, I haven't because charged my Game Boy and I'm sure it's got power. Like, it always go does. grab my Game Boy Advance. And it, would still... <laughs> yeah. it always and, and, does. And that really is going to matter with whatever revision we get. And that was like why the last Switch revision, which broke the jailbreak, was also about it's a little more power efficient. You are going to get yeah. a longer battery life. You should you should upgrade to your uh, formerly piratable Switch. Get rid of it. Get the one with better battery. And I. I was tempted. I was tempted to buy a whole nother <laughs> switch just to get even more juice because that is useful. So that will always be part of that conversation, which is why I don't see 4K being part. But if, Vic, if you don't mind me jumping ahead to a yep. buzzword that really, really gets me and gets me excited. Yep. Now, I don't know that this is going to be the case, but four letters, DLSS. Mm -hmm. When I think about NVIDIA, I yeah. think about DLSS, Deep Learning Super Sampling. Which it's is like they made it for Nintendo, right? It just well, feels it's like it's perfect for it's this. It's a tentpole for their whole giant overpriced RTX line of graphics cards. Yeah. But it's also the kind of thing that you could put into a dock, not into the portable system, but a right. dock. And you take a mildly powered 1080p ready portable system, which would be better than 720p. Stick that in the dock. And all of a sudden, you've got TAA that magically 
gets up to pretty close to 4K quality with very little hit because it's just about the extra cores on that chip. If they can do that, if they can take the motherboard on the Switch itself and then add another motherboard in the dock, that would be incredible. We've yet to see NVIDIA ever reveal something of the sort, but they are bullish on yeah. DLSS because the more games that use it, the more money they make because that's an exclusive <laughs> license. And then that's the more people looped into the NVIDIA graphics cards. And then that's better for them on PC because AMD is doing a whole different thing with Xbox and PlayStation. So that's a big part of NVIDIA's fight. Now, whether Nintendo cares about that or not, I don't know. But if they can get that cheap and they can get that bullet point and everyone on, between Nintendo and NVIDIA starts hugging, then that's good news for everybody on that side. So I think about that a lot. It doesn't mean it's a guarantee, but it's definitely in the clouds. It does feel like that would be a, a no-brainer. Like that just would be the move to make right now, you know? It, it, it also doesn't feel like something Nintendo would ever want to talk about either, though. You know, they would I feel like all- a lot of the things that Nintendo does, they don't like to talk about until <laughs> right before it's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, what a they- vitality sensor 2.0. I want to stick my finger in my switch and have it read my heart rate. <laughs> I, I was mean- going to make a vitality sensor joke and you beat me to it. <laughs> I saw that vitality sensor look in your eye. Damn it. Damn hey, it. Hey, if we, I can just go grab my ring fit adventure guy right now and just do some workouts while we make those jokes. I'm in. I'm ready. Let's go. Jonathan McFowl says, I want us, he wants us all to take a break and show off our respective collections. And holy crow, are we the uh, the nerd army right now when you look in our backgrounds right now? We, we are representing our geekiness in a big way. That's why we're here, Vic. I'll, I know, just, get out, I'll just get out of the frame. Uh, there you yeah, go. Take, we'll let the stuff talk for us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what they don't uh, know I'm, is that we're all set up in uh, individual Best Buys. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, if you go to Kotaku right now, there's this incredible video 20 years ago of someone just walking through a Toys R Us, I believe in New York City, uh, right before Thanksgiving, and just filming what it looked like inside of Toys R Us. And I look at it and there's a little part of me that's like, yeah, that looks so boring. And then I remember, oh, right. This doesn't really exist very no. much anymore. I certainly don't go shopping around other people looking for <laughs> a giant wall of Barbies, let alone the entire Genesis versus Super Nintendo versus <laughs> TurboGrafx-16 kiosk. That was an era because, boy, did they all want our money. Oh, um, yeah. But in terms we still of have my Toys R Us going in Canada, by the way. Right. Well, Which is- they- Quit, Blasphemous. quit the Canada bragging. You've got the healthcare and the Toys R Us. Sorry, we got a new president. <laughs> you guys are on the way back. It's all good. It's all good. One day you'll get Toys R Us again. Okay, well let's we got talk a, a little new bit. United States of America. Let Let's talk a little bit about the um, uh, some of the rumors because there's uh, there's been some data mining that there is going to be a a 4K switch. Yeah. Um, but the speculation is that it's going to be on the dock. It wouldn't be in in uh, in the handheld device part of it. Do you guys think that that would be the way that Nintendo would do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I'll steam. I'll try not to steamroll too much with this feeling, but it makes the most sense because the Switch Lite is still doing well. Yeah, because. Uh, that portable use. They've got the data on who uses what and how. Sure, and yeah. so they're But they're interested in competing. They still want to be in as many living rooms as possible. Uh, but the other thing is they are already making most of their money from existing software. Now, obviously, Animal Crossing blew up last year, yeah. but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe continues being at the top, continues selling more every year. They never have to mark it down as a greatest hits. They, I just, you know, I just quoted the, uh, the, the Japanese numbers. They sold 87% of all consoles in Japan last year, 
and they owned, I think, six out of ten or more of the top ten software titles, and most of them were legacy titles. Mario Kart Eight. Um, it's still, you know, I, I think advised for not only the best racing game of the last decade in a lot of categories, but it's one of the best games ever published, you know, like it's just so crazy fun to go back to it. And that's one of those example games where it's like Nintendo doesn't have to do anything. I mean, that still looks like magic. It's, it's a few years old, but it still looks like a, you're racing around with cartoons, you know, it's And as a result, you, you can take those kinds of images and not worry about what resolution they're at. However, yeah. once you're, but, but now 4K is just the TV standard where pretty much everywhere in the world, you're going to get 4K TVs for the same price as 1080p. Yeah. And it's hard at this point to sell the TV side of it. And they want to sell the TV set because they want to own the living room. They want you to use TV streaming apps on their devices. They want you to be locked in a Nintendo buying games on the eShop instead of other places. Right. So push is going to come to shove for them to say, you know what, we need to get back in the living room to sell more of the software because otherwise PSN and Xbox Live are going to pick up those sort of indie game sales and other things for people to play together in the living room. So that right. 4K bump on a TV makes sense in a way that the portable play not does not necessarily. And honestly, I think that the uh, the Switch has probably taken a hit in the last year in terms of, uh, well, it, it didn't help that there weren't tons of huge games like Animal Crossing was there and uh, uh, Age of Calamity was really fun as well. But it wasn't epic, you know, it wasn't like the epic year that the Switch yeah. has had in previous years. Um, Wait, are you saying Pikmin 3 uh, Ultimate Edition didn't just blow your mind as game of the year? Come it, on. It did blow my mind, but I don't know if that's uh, like it, it. It never has been a game for everyone. And I, I think that Nintendo had one of those kinds of years combined with I mean, I, I, I found myself playing the Switch a little bit less because I was tethered to the house, you know, like it was. I would play the Switch. That would be probably the, the system I would play the most because of all the traveling that I do. But last year, I didn't do any traveling, and I, I was on PlayStation and, and Xbox more. You know, How about you guys? I was playing my PSP Go. Were you? Still, yeah, I'm still you went holding back. on hope. Still, 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 PSP click. is not life. <laughs> any, anytime a new game is launched, I bug the developers uh, for when it's coming to Vita. Uh, I enjoy tweeting at them daily. Um, but it, yeah, in all in all seriousness, I've been playing mostly the Switch, and then the you know those mini consoles like the uh, SNES Mini, the Genesis Mini, Turbo Graphics Mini. I've been playing lots of uh, lots of games that I used to play as a kid because yeah. I I just didn't have the mental capacity for something new most of the time. Like I could play this new game, or screw it, I could just go play R Type <laughs> again. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, not- I I would just say that the Switch, it's not us. That's necessarily the, the quotient for who's playing games. It's the giant, giant market. Animal Crossing absolutely cracked an egg open totally. at the perfect at the perfect time during a terrible era. Mm-hmm. People were just ready to go, yeah, you know what? I do want to decorate a virtual town and socialize in it with people in a terrible online interface because that's the best I'm going to do right now. Totally. And that opened the doors up for other sorts of gameplay. I mean, whether it's Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing, those are both different nostalgic racing options that were both out there all kinds of ways to play nintendo and super nintendo games on the switch online service because you can't buy an nes or snes classic anymore so that's the way you do it yeah there's all these different ways where they can tap in and sell out nintendo switch hardware and they were doing that it was very difficult to buy a switch for a I lot know. of 2020 so that was, also yeah. probably i mean the reason i even talk <clears throat> about motherboard 
kind of creation is because that would be what forces the issue. The market is not forcing Nintendo to make a new Switch. Nobody is saying that people are tired of the Switch because they keep selling them. It's so, but it, there and is. And if that it's a new machine, and honestly, I want to throw this out to you guys: would would you recommend <clears throat> to someone asking you should they buy a Switch right now? Would you say, would you say yes, or would you say hold off? Sean, I would. I would say uh, it depends on what kinds of games you like, right? So I'd ask them, like, what are you looking to play? And then give them yes or no. But I would probably lean toward yes. Like, if they've already got, uh, you know, well, likely they don't have a PS5 or uh, or the new Xbox. But, uh, you know, I, I would recommend a Switch to people, especially if they're not, like, hardcore into, like, needing to play the biggest titles, et cetera. So. And that's probably the person that's that that is that person at this point, isn't it? Somebody that's held off all of this time, yeah. hasn't yeah. picked up the switch. They aren't thinking about the newest tech and the brand new stuff out there. Even if we are at the launch of a better machine is imminent, the switch is still fantastic for that person. But if, but if they've waited this long, I'm mean, like, you can wait for the new one and then pick up the old one. <laughs> so if it might be or impossible I, to get a new one if they do announce one. Or I'll like, just oh, be yeah. like, uh, you know, if you waited this long for a Switch, have you heard of the Wii U? I've got one to sell. <laughs> oh, don't get rid of your Wii U. That, that thing is that's such a good nostalgia machine if you jailbreak it, but that's there a whole is. other conversation. <laughs> but I will say this. If someone's asked me, hey, I'm not like looking for the cutting edge games, but I want to get back into it and I've got this certain amount of money, I would say, how do you feel about Xbox Game Pass? Because there's this Xbox Series S and that has a really interesting proposition for you in right. the living room. Mm -hmm. uh, like that is actually right there is a neck and neck option for that person who's not trying to go cutting edge. Uh, and that, so that, that's becoming a little bit closer because the more people I talk to, the more they're like, Game Pass, for how much money I spend and I can just throw that in the living room and my kids never have to buy a game because there's, you know, and once they turn at least 15, maybe I'll let them open up the Yakuza side of it. Like <laughs> there's a, there's so much in game pass and Nintendo's never going to come close to matching that period. So that is a really important consideration. Mostly because so. they don't need to though. Right, Sam. I mean, that's the, like, they've set up a whole, their industry is different from the rest of the video game industry. Right, you know? and, and Microsoft has had to compete accordingly. And that yeah. was the big bully move on their part to say, Game Pass, it is ridiculous. You're getting more games every month than you're losing. Yeah, yeah. and that, that to me is a really important market factor that could play out interestingly in the next year if they get their supply issues together. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah. just to the answer to that question, it's like, it's not that I'd say you need to wait for a Switch HD as much as, well, what do you really want in the living room? And the Series S, I think, has more legs than we've given it credit, especially when we talk about games that aren't you know, Doom 2016 or Doom, Etern Doom Eternal. They don't have to be the most cutting edge. People just want a box to play over Overcooked with their family. Right. And that, that can be it. Yes. Um, still, I, I think maybe not quite as accessible and family friendly as, uh, as the Switch is for a lot of folks, though. You know, I think the Switch is... Um, it works for lifers like us that that want to dive into all of the software, but it also works for first timers. I think pretty effectively. I think that the Xbox ecosystem is is definitely getting better and more um, inclusive and more value packed. Uh, but it's still like you have to have an online account and you've got to you know give over your credit card to 
have access to all of this stuff, which we're all getting used to for sure. Um, but I just think of, I don't think my kid, my eight-year-old would sort of gravitate towards the Xbox and turn it on and start grooving on that before she would play with the uh, Nintendo Switch, which she plays all the time. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's kind of like this uh, implied accessibility to Nintendo, right? Yeah. Like they just seem like they're, you know, they've curated this family-friendly approach not that all of their games are fam family friendly but it's just the brand that you think of it's like oh you know kids are gonna want to play nintendo but like not necessarily the case i think it's just they've they've kind of been pigeonholed by a lot of people and maybe they like that um like it's, it's that's obviously their core, doing, man that's that yeah, that is their core and it kind of uh it it really brings up the question why they would even bother to try to you know go with next gen now you know uh i think that we all see the logic in making that move and there's a predictability in that move but even if we go back to the 3ds iterations and the ds iterations they were so marginal they were so incremental we batted a thumb nub up at the yeah. top great <laughs> i need a new one but i don't appreciate you talking <laughs> crap about the great thumb nub sir how else am i going to play monster hunter generations 2xi chronicles look at all this i and got all of these and and honestly there wasn't software that really took advantage of those because that's the other sort of can of worms that they open up right if they add to the category suddenly they're going to have software uh, that may take advantage of it, or it has to be playable on legacy Switch so hardware. And what does that mean for development? And is it going to be worth that extra trouble? What do you guys? I want a new Trident that? controller. Give me that third. Just why is this? No, why oh, is this that, one? That is oh my goodness! Did you just suggest the N64 Switch with a third UFO nub? <laughs> Boom! You and I are about to get rich. But I will say this: the Nintendo Switch, honestly is nintendo's iphone from here on out we are right. going to see the switch as their thing for a while right. until we start plugging microchips into our brains or whatever augmented reality Agreed. glasses or blah 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 until then it will continue to be the switch and thankfully we've reached a processing point where honestly you can just have that base tegra framework that says here's what you can do to get to at least 30 frames a second and low resolution, and then you just use more processing to crank that up, as opposed to we're switching from power PC to a different architecture sure, or sure. things like that. That, yeah. that to me, is going to be the saving grace of this and the thing that, like I brought up before, those jailbroken, hyped up versions of existing Switch games where you're, you're cranking up the resolution or the, or the LOD pop-in kind of stuff like there's ways where you can do cross-generational on a work and the nintendo first party stuff is already working on a primary color simple texture kind of way to scale accordingly because again we're buying wii u games in 2021 we've got what mario coming in a in a few weeks and it's just going to be a wii u port and yeah. we're all gonna love it <laughs> yeah yeah i was playing donkey kong country uh returns tropical freeze the other day Funky mode it's so good. It's new still Funky incredible on the Switch. Yes. Um, I want a new Donkey Konga. Give me Kongas I can snap on the side of my Wii and, or my Wii, my Switch. <laughs> they've got they've got the 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 what's the one? They've got the the, the drumming game. Oh yeah, the, like, oh, Tyco or something like that. Or? Yeah, drums? the Tyco yeah. one. That's yes, out there, yeah. and it feels it's so good to air Joy-Con. It's really great. <laughs> but I want drums. Like instead of the Joy-Cons, I want the drums. I snap into the Switch, and then you're just like beating the hell out of your Switch. I want this damn <laughs> pandemic to be over because I want to see you play that game on a plane. 
with i'll bring it it's on yeah just excuse me I'm with your daughter me. beside yeah. you are you taking are you taking the elbow space <laughs> you also have the claps in that game too oh like, yeah that would be amazing <laughs> just on a plane <laughs> i was so oh, i was I remember being so excited for Jungle Beat and being like, oh, you can control it with bongos. And then, like, I played three levels and, like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> this is a workout. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Tour, like, tour of Yeah. So, right. what, what would you guys, what do you want from a, a Switch upgrade? Sam, what would you like it, for, for Nintendo to do? Do you want it to be something that focuses on portability as well as. You, you know, something that's doctored. You want it to just be a console, so it's like a totally separate part of the family. What I mean, do you, what do you want? If we're going with crazy wish lists that don't predict what's realistically going to happen, <laughs> yeah. then give me some more ergonomic Joy Cons that are for grown-up hands, so I don't have to buy those Nyko things that don't actually yes. work when they're detached. Right. So that's number one. Number two, I want HDR support for when it's plugged into a TV. I want games that can simply, HDR metadata costs nothing in terms of processing and it looks amazing. I just did the Resident Evil 8 Maiden demo on my OLED and if you guys haven't done that yet, it is a real treat in terms of HDR metadata. That just looks so good and it right. costs nothing. So yeah. please give us that. Yep. But primarily, couldn't I they do just, that upgrade to to existing Switch architecture? No, because of the HDMI uh, setup. Ah, that they've right. Got. Yes. It right. Won't, yeah, yeah. You can't. You. I mean, maybe, but I don't see that happening. Okay. But I would like HDR because that's such a cheap thing to add, and it looks really cool. And all TVs tend to have it. Right. So there's that side of it. But ultimately, I want uh, I want home upscaling. I want to be able to say the game's good enough on the go. And also good at home. I'm tired of this thing where it's like, well, it's going to be good portable. Why, why would I plug that into my TV? And yeah. I think more and more and more people have at least a PlayStation 4. So why would you play the home version of a non-Nintendo game on Switch if it's going to be that much better on PlayStation 4, which is cheap now that there's other stuff, let alone other systems. So give me that one way or another, something 4K legitimate. Doesn't have to be the best. DLSS, again, is a way to that, but just yeah. a way so that I can buy the stay in the switch ecosystem instead of like going well which system am i getting it for and there's no way that they could go to 60 frames per second uh, 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 consistently without also hitting a higher resolution as well like the processor would put both of that i mean there's the... no reason to do one without the other there's right. both both of those are going to be the case in terms of what you're we're doing what you're getting in those little milliseconds per frame uh yeah i i would expect both and either way dlss would help so that you could focus on the speed and then get because Nintendo has always been good about frame rate. There's yes. some exceptions, but generally their they, stuff you know, is like Smash Bros, for example, has yes. always cared about frame rate. So it's not like we're a bunch of super nerds obsessing over something stupid. They care too. So that's good. But Absolutely. we are super nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and we are obsessing over something somewhat silly. It's but... not like we're yeah. just that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have more layers than that. Yeah. Sean, what would you like out of this uh, hypothetical sequel to the Nintendo Switch? Well, uh, obviously, more power would be amazing, um, and uh, something that they could actually do to the Switch now is reorganize that damn eShop so that, like, you could mm. actually find things, or there's like curated collections or something. And it's like, so slow too, right? Yeah, like it just slow. loads like, so slowly. And, and that's probably because the Switch isn't powerful enough to load it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so but, power. Uh, 
yeah, just I, I want power. I would like more uh, comfortable Joy-Cons as well. Um, although I tend to play, uh, I've got a Switch Lite and like it is what it is. You can't really attach anything to that. But right. um, I, I do favor playing with the, um, the Pro uh, controller. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I guess more, more original, uh, titles, you know, we're seeing lots of ports, uh, uh, understandably. So lots of stuff that was on the Wii U that was, uh, forgotten and didn't reach uh, the audience it deserved. Um, but you know, it just, when you go through the shop, you see a lot of titles that have existed for years on other platforms. And although it's convenient to have it all on the switch, um, I'd like to see more new stuff and that's that's up to other developers not just Nintendo. right and and they're probably you know hamstrung a bit because the switch is a different power skew and they've got developers that are trying to hit different targets and they've got their own ambitions and there is this kind of looking down your nose a little bit when you're scaling it all down there like i don't i don't think people are out there beating their chest about they worked on the doom eternal port for nintendo switch as good a, a job as they were able to do that's not the high profile sort of you know, position in the game industry right now. Foobs, what would you like to see out of a new Nintendo Switch? I, I would love to see Nintendo just completely switch it up. Just go back to cartridges. Just like... <laughs> so just, how much power can we pump out of a cartridge nowadays? Let's find out. I mean, they're already putting the Switch games. You can download them where you get this little cartridge. Yeah. But I want to just go full on, just or at least make this like the next Switch game look like old school Nintendo cartridges. That's just a simple aesthetic thing. Would you wise. at least would you at least want it covered in the same toxic layer of t bad tasting goo? Would you want that to be worse or maybe taste like tricks? Like, where's your angle mm. on that? See, I don't know. I've never think I've, about I the kid that's coming. I haven't wait, ever. You haven't licked a Nintendo Switch cartridge? No. Go what? get one. We'll wait. <laughs> do it. Wait. Yeah, this do could it be now. a world premiere. <laughs> oh, it tastes great. It tastes like dreams. <laughs> you're gonna Those want are dreams taste, I do not want. You're uh, going to want them to taste awful. You do not want your kid getting in there. And, nope, uh, my kid's getting the downloadable version only. <laughs> uh, you are not seeing a little... No. Uh, no, again, I, I also I would like to see better uh, control Joy-Cons. I'd like to see... I mean, I have these giant man hands, so holding the Joy-Con buttons, especially if you're trying to play multiplayer. I was trying to play with snipper clips with my wife once, and it was just... Do, do, yeah, do, do, do you guys use the Joy-Con quite a bit? Like uh, the ones that are on the Switch? Yeah, like, like I, I mean, I did one when I first got it, but it, it, it became a portable system for me, and I didn't take the Switch, uh, the, the Joy-Con off the Switch. I didn't generally, if I put it on an airplane table, I would have my Pro Controller with me. I was one of those guys. So I'd take the Pro Controller and I'd, and I'd, uh, I'd have the Joy-Con on there. I never really took them off and used them, and I still don't. You know, I still yes. don't really use them. Do you guys use them? No, it's not a good experience. The only time I've taken them <laughs> off to use them is to put it in the Ring Fit uh, Adventure peripheral. Right. Um, but like holding them, like even with those things that you can slide on so that they're I don't not even know where those are. Yeah. I yeah. lost those. Like, and, and like people put one. them on backwards and like... And, and yet it became such a primary focus of what Nintendo Switch was about when they launched it. It was it was the differentiator, I think, because we all understood portability and we all understood connecting it to the screen. This was the middle point. But yeah. I, I honestly don't know how much... And Sam, you're correct. I mean, they're going to have that data. You know, they're going to know how many people 
set it up like they showed it in the commercials at the basketball court and everybody passed around joy isn't that how play. y'all play nba 2k just you know you get in the basketball court and all of your very tall friends are crowding around the 6.2 inch screen like i, that, I mean that's how i do it with all i of think my i did basketball pals i did like one street fighter thing with uh, my buddy johnny from uh, happy console gamer when we were waiting for a movie one time but i cannot remember crowding around but certainly people are using the switch that way. But my question is, if you've got that, you've got this sort of transformer switch, and then you've got the the true portable switch, isn't the next solution just to have the home base? Never. Like Never. Why, why bother Zero. to, why have something that is portable and at home? Why not? Because well, if they were, if, if that was a priority, they would not have come out with the switch light first. The Switch Lite, I think, was an absolute response to what they knew people were using it as. So that, to me, made really clear that a home-only Switch would not be valuable to them because they've already got a real... It's got to be backwards compatible with that relatively weak and underclocked CPU-GPU combo. So because that's a cornerstone, they're never going to let go of that convenience. And they're never going to let go of that sleek differentiator. Because again, it is a differentiator. Like you, nobody else is making a thing like that. You're not playing games like this on the iPhone. The iPhone and Android still don't have a response to the Switch. Even if you take a Razer Kishi and do Project xCloud with Xbox on the cloud and all that, none of that compares to even as annoying as the Joy-Cons can feel. That's still cool. It's still cool to be able to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and have it just rip at 60 frames a second. So that that is always going to be the case. But I do, as I'd said before, think that they have a reason to be good in the living room for whenever you plug it in. And maybe... It's the second, like you, you, you have multiple switches in the house, but I, the home only one, it's just a waste of the architecture that's already there. Well, here's here, let's play uh, devil's advocate here. It would cut down on costs significantly, which is always something that Nintendo is thinking about. Cost to manufacture, cost of uh, all the, 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 the elements to put it together, but also cost back to the consumer. The processor upgrade could be substantial and... Um, I think you're in a situation where you can sell all three of the switches to the same person. You give I mean, that. You... I could see. I could see a screenless switch being sort of at the end, kind of like the new 3DS being mm. sort of the end of line of that era. I could see okay. a screenless switch coming sort of near the end of that. Is like, well, you know what? How else can we squeeze money out of you? Here we <laughs> right. go. But that that was that would really be the peak for me, as opposed to the next move. Because. And I totally would get that. But I also think about the Switch Lite and how that, if they do a better Switch, not only is it going to kill the appetite for the existing Switch, but presumably also the Switch Lite category as well. Unless they refresh all of them simultaneously, who knows? Like, because again, we're kind of guessing here, but I don't see, I don't see them building two separate motherboards. I see them finishing off the existing supply and then bumping up to the next one, just like they did when they got rid of the jailbreak. So like that, that to me is, is sort of the inevitability is we're going to upgrade all the switches. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna throw this out, and you guys can let me know if I'm crazy here. What if what if the next switch is a switch light that you can plug in, so you can have it as a television uh, device, but it's mostly portable. You can't take the Joy-Con off, and there's a home unit. There's a separate home unit. That's you're crazy. <laughs> what are you smoking like... in that basement of yours, Victor? <laughs> because I, honestly, I think... if you, if 
if you look at the Switch Lite as it as it exists today, it it would be another notch of perfect if you could plug it in. Like it's so freaking amazing as a platform, but if you could also plug it in and and run it on I your television, I don't think that's a bad idea because they may have the data saying nobody's detaching the Joy Cons anyway. So what yeah. the heck? Let's just do it. Like that's not a bad. It's not a bad prediction. That update would be too incremental and annoying in the long run, and it's totally something Nintendo would do. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, it's such a small thing. It's like, oh, I need to have it. And like a year and a half later, they announced the next one. (laughs) Mike Williams was on our our last podcast together. And he said that they don't have a a Monster Hunter uh, Switch uh, package yet. And so his prediction was it's going to be tied to whatever the new Switch announcement is going to be. Because They're just going to do that. a Monster Hunter Switch without the game, like this stupid Animal Crossing <laughs> Switch that doesn't come with Animal Crossing? No, I what don't. What kind of stupidness? <laughs> I Did think it will bu- come with you the bought, game. You bought the game, though, didn't you? Nope. Nope. Well, I don't In buy. protest. Now, but I will say this. What was hilarious was Mike said that, and then two days later, Nintendo announced a red and blue Nintendo Switch that be timed with Super Mario 3D World without right. any upgrades. It just made me laugh. I was just like, nope, that's not the Switch Pro. That's not the Switch Pro at all, Mike. No. Not at all. What's great is the original Switch was red and blue already. It's like with the dock's red now. I can spray paint the black dock from the old... <laughs> Done! But truthfully, we all wanted that the minute that we saw that image, right? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, want, I mean, yeah. Don't need it. Um, it's not going to come with a game now. It's just, <laughs> it is. Uh, here you go. Damn so it. the big the big question is: Do they need to do this? Do they need to? Should they? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think especially older gamers, people that have been gaming a while that have the new consoles that are interested in the new tech, obviously want them to do it because if they did it, it'd be like, yes, Nintendo, do the damn thing. Yeah. Just don't switch the disc. Don't switch the format. Don't be like we going from disc to super small discs. Yeah, regular size discs. Because like, okay, GameCube, the Wii, all right. Now we got cartridges again. Damn it. Just pick one. Stick to it. <laughs> you know what the Xbox and the PlayStation do? CDs. It's been CDs for so long. Yeah, it would, be, it would be amazing if you could plug in some of the old carts. You're right, like the old DS and 3DS carts and the and the Game Boy carts into that, hey, if that, that if would Nint- be If Nintendo wanted to do that with the Switch Pro, be like, hey, we put in slots where you can throw in your GBA games or throw in your DS. I mean, I don't know how you do DS, but at least GBA games are like, I mean, it's a little bit over the top and too far back for them probably. They will they, never do it. They'll never do it because they want to sell it again, but they should. That they'll also never do it because those those software stacks are so vulnerable in terms yeah. of piracy. Zero chance. Right. Zero chance you'll ever see adapters for those. They would definitely love to resell you all of your DS and 3DS licenses, of course. Of course. Yeah. When you get the GBA Mini, the Mini Mini. I'm just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the WarioWare Twisted Mini. That's that's the platform <laughs> I'm stoked about. Of course, I'm over here wishing I'm wishing the N64 Mini would ever happen, which uh, if you look into it, is just a different processing load that the ARM processors aren't great at. But to your question, Nintendo is going to make a better, more efficient, more powerful Switch. Period. It's going to happen because they're not going to make a different console. They're continuing with Switch. And just just by how manufacturing works, it's, it's just going to happen. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen this year. It should happen this year just in terms of timing and manufacturing. But the pandemic is the one question mark that throws everything else into a loop. But it's going to happen. But they also, they don't need to. They, they don't need to. 
No, they, they can don't focus need to. on they can focus on putting out some new games. Give yeah. me some new Metroid. Let's go. Well, I do wonder, and I do wonder whether the slow drip of information has been a mix of pandemic slows down development and let's make sure that the Switch Pro is met with Breath of the Wild 2 mm. and Metroid Prime 4 footage that go kapow. It's going to be cool on the old Switch, but holy cow, it's going to be awesome on the new one. Like, I, I do strongly believe that there is something to be said about, well, we haven't shown it already, so let's just make it all one big super package that blows uh, 4k hungry players away like that's that's how i see it happening what do we know is coming to the switch this year we've got uh super mario 3d world and bowser's fury which looks incredibly impressive even though it's new pokemon snap new pokemon snap. snap yeah what uh, any any other big titles that we know for sure are coming that's it from monster nintendo hunter, that's that's it from monster nintendo, hunter rise because because well right monster hunter rise but in terms of first party nintendo everything else is a question mark because we haven't seen any firm confirmation of breath of the wild 2 this year it's yeah. it's assumed but yeah. eh, who knows bayonetta 3 yeah yeah, there's, three, um, yeah no more heroes 3 is supposed to come out this year too yeah yeah i, I, I thought there were i thought there were no more heroes i i think I if it, oh like bravely Fantasy. default 2 thank you jeff love um i think if they are uh I think they, if they are making a new switch, I mean, they're going to make a new switch. I think the new switch is going to be tied to Breath Two. I mean, I think that's the, the, the. It's really easy to draw that connection, you know, and it's going to be a backwards compatible on current Switch hardware, just like it was on the Wii U, and we're going to see an appreciable benefit by uh, by going forward with this. And, and if you want to know what that's going to look like, and you've got a decent computer, CEMU. Uh, you can easily rip a Wii U disc in order to have the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild 1 run on your PC on that emulator with a 60 frames per second uh, patch and with a LOD push-out patch. It's unbelievable. That's what I, I talked about this last time I was on the show, that there was part of my Christmas vacation was finally doing it that way because all of the patches are pretty put together. It's unbelievable. And I, I would really like a 60 frames Breath of the Wild 2. That would be dope. That would be incredible. You know what I like to see on the Switch? Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, it's been out long enough. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and throw it on the Switch. You know what I like to see on the, You know what I like to see on Switch Pro? A Skyrim port. That would be really great. <laughs> They'll do Fallout that. Three, guys. Let's go back. Let's get Liam Neeson back in the mix. Fallout Three. Well, what happens with all of the existing software out there? What happens with Switch, uh, Skyrim for for Switch? Do 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 the developers do what they've been doing with PlayStation Five and Xbox Series, and do these free upgrades, or is it a uh, you got to buy it again kind of thing? Oh, uh, well, it's not going to be buy it again. It's going to be a matter of whether the studios go back. I mean, you can look at Bloodborne and how it never got a PlayStation Four Pro patch as an example of the likely outcome from a lot of publishers of yeah. not going back and touching up software. And the hope is that these firmware kind of code leaks are a hint that this is already being easily implemented. The the dream is that this is simple. That this is just a matter of you've got the spec and you hit a button and boom instant upgrade at the very least for older software that is the great great dream and that's why i'm glad we're talking about it now because the easier this is for developers the more likely nintendo is going to go great like that all the easier it is the more likely we're all going to spend the money and play with more fun stuff well that was a big part of the selling point for the switch originally i mean they they really went out to the development community and a lot of indie developers and they made it very easy to get games running on the platform right from the beginning that was a big part of their messaging and it 
you know, Nintendo, we know we can count on them to surprise us, but it would be really extremely foolish for them to surprise us by coming up with something new and abandoning Switch. Even though there's an expectation that that's kind of what we kind of know about Nintendo is they, they come out with something and they just like, this is us now. This is what we do. And you forget all of that stuff. But with Switch, it was such a, and it is such a massive success. It would just be so foolish for them to just skip it and, and move on to something totally brand new. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see them abandoning. I see, I see it being like Switch and Switch 2 will coincide. Switch 2 and Switch 3 will coincide. That yeah. sort of thing. Uh, because again, we're, we're past the era where it's like, no, you have to get, you. I, I'm old enough to where, mom, I need a Super Nintendo. What? You've already got a Nintendo. You don't need another Nintendo. Like those days are done. Games continue to live from system to system, yeah. even though Nintendo makes you rebuy licenses for the most part. So the idea of Switch being more stable than any other Nintendo generation is an optimistic statement on my part. I, I think it is, though. I think that there is something. I think you hit the nail on the head with it being that the iPhone for Nintendo for the next little while, you know, like there in a way. And I think this is one of the reasons why it's such a successful platform. And I'm sure you guys share some some similar thoughts with this. It's a, an amalgamation of all eras of Nintendo. Nintendo's done a pretty good job at being backwards compatible as it's gone along. And certainly there's more work that can be done with the Switch. But it does kind of represent this, uh, because there's so much retro stuff, there's so many collections, I'm playing uh, the Turrican collection on Switch right now. There's so much, you know, history also in this platform that there is a sense of permanence with it. It almost represents that idea of you, you got the Nintendo, you know? So if they can stay with this and, and uh, uh, improve, I want faster internet. And one of the things that they're testing right now is all the streaming software, like Hitman 3, you can play on the Nintendo Switch. Have you checked that out, Sam? No, because I'd already tested the version of that with, it was, I want to say, an Assassin's Creed game where that was a, a Japan-exclusive way to play one of the Assassin's Creed games. I think it was uh, Odyssey yeah. on the Switch through the cloud. So, it's I mean, it's basically like Stadia. It works, but because Nintendo doesn't... I, I don't have the Ethernet adapter for my Switch. I'm not a pro Smash player, so it's okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's cloud, and it's fine. It's not as good as Stadia or GeoForce Now or X, or Project X Cloud, but it's that's it's still good. But, you, you know... Still play it, yeah. But, I, but it would be nice if they had a Switch Pro dock that just had an Ethernet connection in by default. Please. That's that's part of my wish list. I forgot to add that. A fast one, too, right? Like Wi-Fi, yeah. like super fast. I mean, that's one of the... No, I mean, I want a hardwired Ethernet. I want to be able to play a fighting game on the Switch. Yeah. Like Guilty Gear Strive. If that was on the Switch Pro with guaranteed Ethernet, so I know that there was some guarantee of some decent code especially since they seem to be on the rollback side of things that's yeah. a whole sorry i'm going down a whole different path <laughs> do, do you think so that they need back. a do, do they need a, an ssd drive on a new on a on a new switch or can they well, continue they are, going i mean they the already do they don't they're, they're not going to go up to like an m2 speed drive that's not going to happen no because it's so cost inefficient um like that yeah i don't see that being the case because they're already doing they've already got solid state and you're they're already working with sd cards yeah like it's so like I can already get, you know, I, the game size is already shrunken down in that weird compression way. I mean, goodness, <laughs> that's the other thing about Switch is that every all three files compressed. So all the audio is super tinny so it can fit on an SD card. And that's all that's not going to change. Right. Yes. Yeah. We don't really come to Nintendo these days for back in the Super Nintendo. It had some incredible audio architecture. But since then, it's uh, 
It's been eclipsed by the other guys out there. Um, yeah, so I guess the last kind of big prediction that we can have is, is, uh, is it this year? And, uh, yep. And April. When, when is it coming? <laughs> it's coming out for my birthday. April for, for Foobs' birthday. So it's going to be a birthday present from Nintendo. April I'm going to get Donkey right? Kong on the Switch. <laughs> 420. <laughs> 420. It's going down, guys. <laughs> Nintendo's getting high with excitement. <laughs> what do you think, Sean? I think it'll be November. It'll be a November release with new Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, probably... It's crazy we don't know anything beyond Pokemon. Isn't that nuts? Like, we don't know anything that's coming <laughs> out this year. Maybe they're not going to do anything. They're just going to just be ballers <laughs> like that. Like, they're gonna, have you guys played Animal Crossing? What? That's, that, that's going to be their marketing for the whole Give year. me my new Splatoon! <laughs> Sam, what do you yeah. think, bro? I, I think my prediction is we're going to hear in either June or July that shipments of the existing Nintendo Switch are going to stop. That'll be the first hint that something's going to come, that they're going to be like, oh, all of a sudden, they are no longer producing that original Switch. Why is that the case? And that's it's going to fall from there. And so I do think September, October, November, I think it'll be the fall. They're going to stop producing the original. That's a huge prediction. So well, they would... once, you, once you do one, you don't need to, uh, one of the models will be stopped. Like maybe the original Switch will stop and it'll be like, huh, that's, it'll be some sort of weird leak from some German retailer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, li- I'm, I'm, co- I'm coming for you, Germany. <laughs> it, it could be, but uh, wasn't uh, Walmart Canada leaking everything for a long time? It could be Walmart Canada. Your, wait, wait, is that your is that your adult entertainment name, Walmart Canada? Yeah, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that they're going to stop? I, I feel like this, this, that would be an amazing opportunity for them to knock a hundred bucks off and have these different categories. I think Peter Kokazar was talking about uh, uh, giving consumers more ways in more buying options out there the, the catch of being that they're already selling out with all the options they have sure. between the switch light and the current switch the, sure the the pace is insane the, that, the you're, you're so up. right because not only did they have to make this thing but they they know the demand is crazy because they can't keep up with what they currently have which is a four-year-old machine so they not only have to make it they have to make a lot of it because they know people are going to go freaking nuts for it and yes why would they split their their manufacturing lines and make two SKUs? you're absolutely correct sam and so that's also why i think we're going to wait until later in the year because i think they want to launch with a gazillion switches i think they want that fe- maybe the dream is we're back to normal by november people right. are going to go into stores excited that they can shop again and you can't find a playstation 5 anywhere but there's going to be a bazillion switch pros like right. that i i don't think that's a small part of their dreams and we'll awesome. get the next iteration of ice climber come on a guy can train let's just read bring back a franchise that's like a what Ice climber, that's where we're I'm going. like Clue Clue Land, man. Let's go big. Come <laughs> yes. on. Mr. Yeah, Mass Produce 201 says, I don't think it's coming this year. Uh, Rob what, Bubble Ger- Bubble 3? Rob, Rob German says, just joined. What's this about? A new switch? Uh, yes, that's what <laughs> we've been talking about. <laughs> Here it is, guys. Here it is. Boom. Sure, upgraded hardware, but the switch will remain for a long time. Yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement. This is, um, yeah, yeah. This is Nintendo's... I don't want to call it their iPhone, but this is their line for a long time. It just makes a tremendous amount of sense that... uh, You're going to add FaceTime. They're going to add a front-facing camera. We all have friends at Nintendo. I, I remember the... You know, the nervousness when they were revealing the Switch for the first time. Not the first commercial that went out, but when they were physically putting it in people's hands. There was a lot of 
you know, everybody kind of all the, the reps and the PR folks just sort of standing back, observing and really questioning, you know, is this going to work? You know, because I think that there was this this big question mark. Was this actually going to be a successful platform? Well, you have to remember the Wii U was what they thought this was going to be. They thought right. the Wii U was it because they saw that people wanted touchscreens and that they wanted a dual screen experience because right. everyone was just thinking, oh, everyone's got a smartphone in their hands. So let's do like a thing where you've got the screen on the couch and the screen on the TV. And they didn't understand that. No, no, no. We we just want the one screen for the entertainment while we're looking at our phone. Like yeah. the, the split screen, the split screen insanity of the early teens like rest in peace forever. Like clearly that was not the case. And so I think Nintendo, somebody was convinced that the split screen thing was real. It never was real, but the idea that they had was right. And that was like, cause that was Awada, you know, God rest his soul knew that they were onto something with the Wii U concept and the switch being the transition from that. And they were right. They were right in terms of going, we can unify our constant development split between portable and home. Let's yeah. stop that. Let's stop yeah. doing the thing where Mario and Luigi have an RPG you can only play here and Super Mario 3D games are only here. Let's just get it all together in the same house and make all of the money as a result. And, totally. the, and NVIDIA made that happen. They were looking for a hardware partner for so long that could nail that. And NVIDIA was the one that made their dreams come true and nobody else has come close in terms of a chip. Yeah, and the and AMD is partnered with the other guys. Um, but but the other thing that they did with the Switch is that they went hard after phones as well. You know, they went hard after the the phone gamers out there, and they made it totally cool for people to always pack around their Switch with them in addition to their phone, and then make the choice to play on a Switch in a portable kind of situation as opposed to playing on their phone. And that was a big part of their marketing and a big part of their strategy. And also the, the, you know, the proof was out in the wild whenever we were on planes. Remember planes? Well, whenever we were on planes, people would be uh, switching it up, you know. And um, it, it is going to be interesting to see what all of this learning of this last year, all of these manufacturing issues, all of these uh, rampant, crazy, uh, you know, passionate consumers have trained Nintendo to kind of prepare for, for this next iteration, all of those lessons to see what they come out with next, you know? Um, Because there's a lot that's fantastic about the Switch, but there's also a lot of ways, and we talked about a bunch of them, but there's lots of ways that they can improve hardware-wise, not just power, but like ergonomically and quality of life. chat I don't need to use my phone for. Can we get built in... Some yeah. sort of built-in technology to where I can play a game if I happen to be playing online on the Switch. Totally. Talking to the person through the system itself and not just have my phone out. 100% should, that needs to be a part of the next iteration. They of, should also bring uh, a Street Pass back yeah. or some sort of functionality like that. Yep. Yeah. A little green dot goes up. Ooh, I passed someone. What yep. do they have Fa- for me? Faster internet for sure. Um uh, yeah, and a, like better resolution and and uh, better frame rates and and even tighter integration with uh, uh, you know lots of their partners. Also, the Nintendo Switch Online stuff with the NES and the Super Nintendo those those libraries could be fleshed out. They should be throwing some Game Boy stuff up there. They should be getting into the N sixty four. And honestly, if they start to deliver on some of those benefits and improvements, I think they can charge more for Nintendo Switch Online. I don't think they can do that, though, if you have to use a phone to chat. I think you're absolutely correct, Foobs. It's insane that you have to use a phone to chat. 
But I mean, Nintendo, Nintendo's always been super obsessed with one ecosystem more than any of the others, which is you're a family, you get one system and every single person in the house can grab the games and understand them immediately and share them together. And yeah. even Pikmin, as esoteric as that is, still fulfills that, let alone Mario Odyssey or Mario 3D World or uh, Breath of the Wild or any... Or, all of these things that are Nintendo, ARMS, goodness, ARMS is one of those that's goofy, but it just like, you just get people together with the Joy-Cons and you do all that and it works. And it like, that is the ecosystem that they care about the most. And we do as obsessive nerds wish they got some of the other ones together, especially in a connected world where we're playing with our friends online. Like they dropped the ball with that enough, but also Animal Crossing got enough right where we could still at least do some stuff together with friends and do it in a way where our parent can hand it to a kid and not be terrified. Like right. that's a big deal. They got yeah. that. Like I can't, I did not hear a single horror story from the past 12 months about some kid having something terrible happen because of Animal Crossing. Excellent and for point. a game as kid friendly and connected as that is, that's kind of a huge silent truth like good job nintendo like yeah. we like to make fun of nintendo for being way too handholdy with families but they nailed that so that's that's <laughs> the thing that matters and that's the reason they keep selling and their japanese stockholders keep being happy and on and on and on oh, but and also i think everyone should get the cool uh power-up band oh yes show it off buddy this, this is, is from this the is Tokyo this is from the, the, the theme park that was supposed to open this month and now never will this is my nintendo toad slap bracelet that's so what? cool. And it's not Tokyo. Someone corrected me. It's in Osaka. Sorry. Osaka. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's for there, there was an Ars Technica reader who sent me this because he got to go to a special preview before Japan's coronavirus number spiked and they shut it down for the foreseeable future. That's there's so an awesome. NFC amiibo chip in here. It works as a toad toy. And there's one from Mario, Luigi, uh, Peach, Daisy, and Yoshi. And they all double as those amiibo toys on the Super Mario line. Sam, did and you want to did you want to make the statement to everybody that's on the chat that you're going to send one of those personally to every person that's, <laughs> that's tuned in right now? No, just, no, I don't. We, we, I'm not Canadian. That's, okay. not, that's not my form of generosity. Mine is bragging and showing off. <laughs> no, it's incredible. I'm not Canadian. Me neither, damn it. Where's my stat bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so uh you're thinking november you're thinking november you're thinking april for your birthday that's right um i i think we're getting it this summer and i think we're going to hear about it uh next month at e3 <laughs> remember no, that I, I think we're going to hear about it next month i think that would be uh well we're all dreaming right now but i think yeah. it's coming and and when we're going to hear the some guy stuff saying very soon. e3 is the biggest dreamer of them all yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, today's I, today's news was all about all of the movies, the poor movie industry. Holy crap! The whole idea of like getting people together to go and watch things, right? I, like all of the movie theaters are just like we're doomed, but all scary. the movies are getting delayed again. I put a whole video feature about all the the stuff I'm looking forward to this year, just like I did last year. All wrong. It's all just garbage. watch Bill and Ted Three again. You'll be good. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that silly movie. It was pretty fun. Oh, that's a good that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Let's do this again. I'll pick another topic and we'll uh, we'll all uh, I, like I say every time. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> there's 
<laughs> well, thank you for being here, you guys. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. That's Jose and Sean and Sam. Thank you, guys. And thank you, everybody, for being on the chat. It's a little tough for me to bounce from the uh, conversation with folks and also the chat, so bear with me on all of that. But uh, uh, definitely there will be a new live VIX basement very soon. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you soon. And until then, play forever. Play forever.